Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Thursday, February 10th. And today I got to pull up my active trader pro. Um, I am starting slightly unprepared. Um, I haven't done a ton of research this morning, um, but I do have some good picks. There has been some good earnings overnight. Specifically, we had um, Disney earnings last night. Disney reported earnings. They blew it away. Um, It was trading as high as 160 in the after hours. Um, right now, it's trading the bid and asker around 158, so that's a probably 8, 9, 9% pop um, on earnings. Really good numbers on Disney streaming, really good numbers on the park. It's a reopening play. Um, Disney was a, a good buy below 140. Um, I probably didn't point it out. I'm not a big Disney holder. Um, I've traded it in the past, but I haven't necessarily held it for quite a while. Uh, it's it's been one of those that I thought personally was brought forward by the pandemic, meaning that it got really beaten down in March of 2020. And if you go back and look, it, it kind of shot up as people started playing the quote unquote reopening play. Disney was one where uh, Disney Plus service launched. It had huge sub numbers. Um, Netflix decide you know decided to tank on this one. Um, so they went down and Disney kind of just hovered there. Um, there's questions about their sub number on Disney Plus, meaning a, a large portion of the growth was in international, not necessarily in domestic here in the U.S. growth. Um, that question has been, uh, are they giving it away because the margins in international are significantly lower? So Disney is one I wouldn't necessarily buy today. I'd let it kind of settle down in my mind. I think it's probably going to come down back down to about the 150 level. I don't think you're looking at the 140s anymore, but um, 150, anything under 150, great buy. Uh, Uber also reported earnings. And unlike Lyft, uh, they got a nice pop. Um, It looks like they're up about 5% to 42 um, I think they traded, yeah, they traded all the way up to 44 yesterday. Um, if you remember, we were talking about yesterday anything um, in the 35 range, I believe is what I said. Um, it never reached there yesterday. It got down to about 38. I didn't want to play this one. I thought the lift numbers were already in, um, factored in. Uh, Uber just reported a better, better result than Uber. Um, the price targets now range from 65 to 80 with a buy rating. I don't know that I necessarily believe that because the 52 week high was one year ago on February 11th. Um, so almost exactly 50, you know, to the day, 
52 uh, weeks ago, 365 days a year, a year ago, 6405 was the, the high. So I'm not sure why these people think that there's an $80 price target on Uber at any point in time when costs are going up. Um, yes, reopening is going up and reopening, but their Uber Eats portion, um, again, I didn't read too much into the details, but that one's one. The big one was Twilio. T-W-L-O. And for those of you that don't know Twilio, Twilio is a, a software company. Um, it allows you to email and, and basically contact management t- style stuff. Um, I've used it in the past. It, it is unbelievable the amount of data that you can get out of this on your customer base. Um, right now it's trading at about 240. It closed at 202. It's 52 week high is 457. This is one that was beaten, beaten down. They're still not making money. Again, these guys are still not making money. Um, analysts have raised their price target <clears throat> from about 280 to 320. Um, I, again, I don't know where these price targets are coming in when these guys aren't making money. Uh, trade this one with what you will. Um, I, I think once interest rates starts going up, this one specifically, they lost $5.45 per share. Um, I know that future growth is what, what drives a lot of these stocks, but I can't believe that this one is, is going to stay up in this area. Um, the 52-week low was 172 on January 27th. So I'm not sure about this one. Um, I, I, I own this one through the ARC funds. I still own the ARC funds. Um, so uh, then there was Twitter. Twitter reported earnings just this morning. And let's go and see what their pre-market is. Uh, Twitter is trading up slightly, up about $2. It's close to the $40 level, $39.50. It traded all the way up to $42 with the earnings announcements this morning. Um, Again, what we're seeing in social media is the iOS issue uh, was a Facebook issue. It wasn't anybody other than Facebook that couldn't handle this. So it, it kind of points out to Facebook being mismanaged, if you will, um, perhaps leading the, the street a little bit astray on their earnings. Uh, so the other one that we're going to look at, and so you guys know, overnight, I kind of created a watch list in Google Finance. If you aren't using Google Finance, it's actually a pretty good tool um, and I've got my podcast names up here. One of the, the, the things that was pointed out um, to me on Twitter yesterday was Roku upcoming earnings. Um, and they are, let's see, it, this is one that's been beaten down. Um, it's a Kathy Woodstock. The PE ratio is 79 at today's rates, um, at today's prices, which is it's trading at about 170. Um, they are trading at 170 with the PE ratio of 79. Um, their earnings date is the 17th. So you've got seven days prior to earnings. When you look at this chart, we'll take a look on TrendSpider. And I'll uh, pull this one up. Um, again, we have this TrendSpider um, Roku uh, algorithm that will tell me kind of when to buy and things of that sort. We did have a buy, it looks like, on January 25th. So again, a lot of our buys were in that January 25th to January 31st range at 153.49. Today, it's trading at 170, which is slightly higher, not crazy. Um, When I look at some volume shelves here, um, because it's been in such a downfall, it's been 
kind of crazy the downfall that this thing has seen just in the last three earnings periods. Um, it hasn't had an up day. Well, I shouldn't say that. It hasn't had any upward movement. You had the death cross, um, it looks like, on September 3rd, September 2nd, somewhere in that neighborhood. You've got gaps all over this thing. Has it reached a bottom? Well, the RSI is at 54 today. Um, I'm not 100% sure that that's necessarily a bottom. Uh, again, their earnings are coming up. Does Do their earnings justify um, any of the, the P.E. ratio at 79, wait and see. Uh, this one, in my mind, if you can get it around 150, I think all we need is one of those days where uh, growth is brought down significantly again, and you're, you'll be able to get this one in the 150s. But Roku, I think, in the, the 150s is probably a good one. Now on to one of our, oh, one last earnings, Mattel, M-A-T. They announced... Um, this morning that they are in growth mode. So they've done some restructuring um, of their businesses. Barbie exploded over the holidays. Um, they didn't necessarily have supply chain issues. They were very well prepared for it. Their PE ratio is a 10. Um, and today that stock is up by over 10%. I think it's 11 or 12% trading just at about $25. It closed yesterday at $22.75. I, I, again, I'm, I'm not big on the toy space. I'm not big on Mattel. Um, but when a, a company in their earnings announcement announces that they've gone from restructuring to growth mode, that's something to take a look at. Um, I'm not necessarily buying into this one. I think right now, today, it's going to be an oversold stock, overbought stock, I should say. The MACD was down. This one was set up, I, I think. Um, let's take a look at the... Uh, the algorithm here yeah this one was down around 20 we had a buy on january 31st at 20 and it kind of turned around so you would have made some great money on this one if you had bought it it looks like um, right around there but when i look go back a few months this thing is choppy it is just way too choppy for me um it's trading in that 19 to 20 dollar range but it hasn't necessarily made a move out of that range so I, I think their guidance, you know, if you go back to, it looks like February of last year, the entire year it traded in this 19 to $22 range and it didn't get out of it. There's significant gaps, there's ups and downs. Um, if you would have just bought for a thousand candles in our algorithm, if you would have just bought and held, you would have made 62%. Um, if you would have used our algorithm, which got you in and out, um, it looks like 27 times, uh, you would have only made 56%. So again, playing the ups and downs on this one, it didn't necessarily make sense because it's just been so in that range, um, that you're not necessarily making money. It, you know, again, the algorithm doesn't necessarily get you all of the upside. Um, and it doesn't save you from all of the downside. But it does do a good job of, of creating a beta that's significantly less risk. Um, the beta on this one is 0.79. So the higher you get to uh, a one, you're, you're safer. So, and, and it's two years. So let's get on to our, some of our uh, ones that we were looking at yesterday. Cleveland Cliffs, um, let me look at they, I think they come out at 10 o'clock. Um, their earnings, yeah, at 10 a.m. So they come out a little bit later. Um, 
that is one that today is trading. I think they were up. Um, they're down. $20.70 was the closing price. It looks like they're trending a little bit downward, but they had a great day yesterday. Um, Cleveland Cliffs was up 4% yesterday. And whenever you get 4% in an iron ore company in a day, there's something going on. I think this one's pointing towards a, a positive rating. Again, their PE ratio is 5.3, which isn't unheard of because this isn't necessarily a growth company. But I do believe with infrastructure coming up, with contracts that are being signed, with uh, some of the less supply constrained issues that this company has being completely onshore, I, I think you're looking at a pretty good earnings announcement that's coming out. Um, it's 2055. I've been holding this one since 15. I did get out of it, just so you know. Um, I made my 10%. I, I, I forget what I bought it at, but when I bought it at 15, um, I made my 10%. I got out of it. I wanted it to come back down. It never came back down. So again, if you've made your 10%, 20%, my, my guess is take the profits, but I do think that this one potentially could pop to 22 upon earnings. Um, that's where the range kind of tells us. And if we look at our, uh, our algorithm here, yeah, the buy-in was at 1699 and it's still just on a straight upward trend. Um, the algorithm on this one works. And the reason is because it's had so much downside. It did have the death cross. The 50 day is still moving down towards the, you know, the, the 200 day is moving down towards the 50 day, but the nine and the 21 are moving up. And that's just from the, the most recent upturn that we see. Um, it is significantly overbought right now at 71. I wouldn't necessarily touch this one because I, you know, it's had that move up. Um, I think you wait for earnings and, and see what happens. And if you're holding it now and you've got a gain, again, your choice. My particular thing is, is if you've made 10%, take the 10%, move on. Um, wait for another dip down to the the, the under 20 range. Um, and I think this is a good one that you can get into. Um, let's look at some of our other ones. Peloton is was a big one. They were up again. Um, let me see, Peloton. Um, P-T-O-N. Peloton is one, yeah, they've, they've been kind of, they've, they're stuck in this third, just under $40 range. Um, it looks like it probably will will fly there for a little bit. It was setting up even prior to this most recent dip down to 26 um, in late December, early January, and then through late January. Um, it looks like it's probably going to pop and, and just stay at this $30 to $40 range. The volume shelves are there to make it stay. Uh, again, there's a significant gap between 62 and 83 where their earnings, they just tanked. And that that price it just it just fell and left. You had the death cross. It looks like back in September, which was a, a good indication that to get out. Um, the algorithm got you out. There were a couple of fake outs. There was one on October seventh, where it it got you in, but it got you a small little five percent gain from eighty four up to like ninety somewhere. Um, but then it got you right out. You would have uh, basically been out right before earnings. It literally got you out the candle before earnings. Um, so if you listen to the algorithm, you, you were great. I, I, again, I don't know how the, the technicals worked on this one, but um, 
I wouldn't touch this one. I think it's going to just kind of flounder and stay. Let's look at Ford. Remember, we said to get into Ford, um, anywhere under 18 was a good one for Ford. Today, you're trading at about 1835 at close. It's going to open up about 1824. So you really haven't moved. Again, I continue to say, while they shut down production, they are kind of in this $18 range. The second they start delivering, the second they make another announcement, this one's probably popping back up to 22. Um, so I think in that $18 range, I think you're good. Um, their PE ratio is four. And I was talking to a friend who actually just retired from his job. Um, he's about my age. And in 2018, he put a significant, I wanna say significant, but it was all of his money in Tesla. And he was able to essentially um, leave his job. But just to give you, again, Ford is at a four PE ratio. Uh, Tesla is at a 189. And GM is at a 7.56. GM, I think, is getting a lot of pluses for their cruise division, the autonomous division. Um, but in my mind, GM and Ford are still just a mess. That dealer model is just so outdated. Um, another one we're looking at, and this is an earnings play for tomorrow. Under Armour had a significantly good day yesterday. Um, let's see on the watch list. Under Armour was up 3.07, outpaced all of their other competitors. Um, this is one that, in my mind, I think you could have bet on at 15.90. At 17 here, the algorithm told us to get in 1590 on February 1st. Um, it's significantly overbought now. The RSI is at 68. I don't usually touch anything above a 52. Um, the MACD looks like it's just crossing up the oscillator, the volume oscillator there. So it, it looks like it's in an upward movement um, into earnings. When you look at the last earnings, the last earnings popped from... Uh, 19 to 22 dollars per share uh, overnight and it gapped up you've got a significant gap um, here between 19 and 22 on the last earnings you've got smaller gaps here between 17 15 and 17 20 it's covering that gap and it's covered it now you did have the death cross on December 27th um, now the nine and the 21 are on the move up the 50 and the, the 200 are still in a downward trend. So this was one, you know, I wear under armor clothing pretty much exclusively love it. I was in the outlet stores. They did have some, um, supply issues. Uh, I didn't think that the inventory was as good as it probably should be over the holidays. So I, I didn't necessarily buy anything, but, uh, Again, play this one a little bit. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for you, but I wouldn't be surprised if this one goes back down to 15 if they did do say there were supply issues. But again, the reopening trade kind of leans me towards it might be a good play for, for you know, a good 5 five to 6% in my mind. Again, it's already moved 5 or 6% before earnings, so any good news might already be baked in for the 5% move, but if you get another 5% with really good news, that just means that it was a 10% move um, and there was some news out there uh, you know, on the wire. Coinbase is one. We had a buy-in at 189.36 on January 31st. 
Um, and that was one that I said, hey, keep a watch out. Anything under 200 in my mind was going to be a good buy with a stop loss around 185, 183. Um, <clears throat> 185, I think is what I said. That was one. Um, it looks like it moved up yesterday. Let's see what yesterday's move was. Coinbase was up 2.76%, which again was a good day. Um, it's at trading at 214. It's opening right about where it closed. So it hasn't necessarily moved. Crypto has been moving up. Ethereum was a big mover yesterday. I think Bitcoin moved up a bit. Um, there were more calls for uh, ARK saying that Bitcoin was going to be a million bucks. Um, it's trading at about 43, 44,000 right now. So that would be a significant move up. Um, but I think that's it. Uh, again, Under Armour is one. At 10 o'clock, we're looking at Cleveland Cliffs. I'll be posting some of these on the blog uh, on Medium. If you have any questions, reach out to me on Twitter uh, or Instagram. I, I'm not as active on Instagram. I'm still there. I'm answering messages. But Twitter is kind of the main place where I'm at. I'll be um, uh, tweeting uh, the some of the uh, Cleveland Clift earnings. Um, that comes up a little bit later. But again, I think you're looking at a moderate day. Uh, we're waiting for the inflation numbers. That's the big news for the day is the inflation numbers that come out in a little bit, about you know, 10, 15 minutes from now. Uh, I'm not going to be broadcasting during that time because I want to get this up and posted. Um, but the inflation numbers are a big one. Uh, that's going to determine, in, in a lot of people's mind, it determines what the Fed does in March. Do they raise rates by a quarter point? Do they raise it by half a point? Um, are they behind the curve? Uh, most everyone believes that inflation has gotten out of control and the Fed needs to do stuff. Um, and if they do easing along with raising by a half percent, we're going to see probably a significant volatility. And when you see that volatility, remember, UVixie and XVixie are great ones to trade. If you're J trading and you know how to read candles and you know how to read indicators, UVixie is one. Uh, if you think that uh, volatility is going to go up, uh, meaning that most likely the, the market's going to tank down, UVixie. If you think it's going to go up, buy XVXY. Um, SVXY. It's as simple as that. You can play these. You can play UCO. Again, I heard a report early this morning that oil is above $90 a barrel again. Yeah, UCO is up at 118 It's going to trade at 120 when it opens. Um, again, those are small moves, but if you can scalp this one on a, a, a move down or a move up, you can play them against each other and make some money doing that. Um, it's it, again, it's gambling. It's, it's, you know, looking at chart, but even if you gamble, if you have a 70% win rate, and that's what I do on our algorithm is we look for a 70% win rate. If we're looking at a 70% win rate, I'm in that algorithm all day using that stock. But again, remember it's back testing. It's not forward testing. So there's nothing in the market that's for sure. Watch those earnings reports, do your research. Uh, started a Google Finance. If you have any questions on Google Finance, uh, reach out to me. Finviz is my uh, my go-to for some, most of my research on particular stocks. Um, they have a great heat board. I don't pay for it. It's free. Um, and TrendSpider. Sign up for TrendSpider. There's a seven-day free trial. There's a link in uh, at the top of It's pinned on my Twitter. Uh, it is the best trading platform that I find. Dan and Jake on TrendSpider are incredibly responsive. And by the way, 
the customer service that you receive from Trendspider is unbelievable. Just, I've never had a bad experience with these guys. It's always been top notch. Um, I was in customer service, you know, product manager for years for an internet company. And I managed probably the worst customer service that you could have the cable company back in the, the, the day. So managing those companies uh, taught me what good customer for service versus bad customer service is because we sucked at it before. Um, Trendspider's doing it right. They, they take care of the customer. Everything that you need is, is provided to you. There's support. Um, they will help you if you want to set up a strategy. They will absolutely be there to help you with it. Um, they're also there with all of the tutorials. Check out their YouTube channel. It's great to learn how to trade. Again, Trendspider is the best. So with that, take care, have a great day, uh, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.